Welcome, Hunters, to the Hunters Hub, episode 28. Uh, today, we are talking to the Carve Podcast. Hello, guys. Hello. Hello. So, SBJ and Micah are joining us. Um, and then Lobo, returning co-host, as hey. always. Hello, hello. Um, just another quick note, Ariel is still gone. Uh, I'm probably going to keep saying this until he's back, but he's going to be back hopefully in June. Teacher stuff. Awesome. We miss him uh, so much. <laughs> yeah. Um, and one thing I, I keep forgetting to do, and I should do, I do it every time I post a, a podcast, but I do want to thank uh, Jeremy Clark for doing our art. Um, so if you see the podcast art, look up Jeremy Clark. Guy's really awesome artist. He whipped us up pretty quick, and it was awesome. So anyways, let's get uh, let's get into it. Um, so I've been wanting to talk to you guys for a while. Um, obviously, schedules did not line up, but we were trying in December to talk to each other. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So um, I'm excited to have you guys on. Um, just it's I think, it, uh, you know, just uh, us as a group together could have an interesting conversation because um, we both sort of came out with like sort of like the first like Monster Hunter only like uh, audio only podcasts like almost simultaneously. Um, and it was kind of interesting. I came up like maybe two or three weeks before you guys launched or something like that. Yeah, I think so. I think, uh, cause when I launched it, I remember somebody else was like, Oh, is it this? And I was like, wait, there's a, there's another one because I know for months I was checking, uh, and no one, I mean like the monster hunter community, at least in the podcast space was a, a little dead for quite a while. Yeah. Especially after generations where a lot of people didn't 100% like it. Right. And went back to for yeah. you. We had had uh, conversations, you know, for however many months it was like, well, maybe we should do it. Or I don't know. I, maybe we, we wanted it. We always wanted to do a podcast together, Steve and I. And uh, I've I've co-hosted occasionally on his Pokemon podcast. Yeah. But we always kind of wanted to do something that was like our project together. And so we had, you know, done research and looking and so on and so forth until very close to we released it and it was it was pretty dead. And then <laughs> <laughs> it just happened that at the right around the same time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I personally have been wanting to do a podcast for ages. Um I have a full time job and that kind of stuff, so it wasn't like I just I, you know, obviously you guys started in that position too, but I just, I never really had, uh, a lot of backing for it. I've tried, oh gosh, I tried to start a podcast with some personal friends like four times <laughs> and they would just never commit to it. Um, so I, you know, monster hunter world got announced and I was like, screw it. We're going live. And I just like put it together. <laughs> I pulled in some people and I'm like, I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Podcasts are like D and D campaigns, and that if not everybody's on board, it's real hard to, <laughs> yeah, you know, keep it keep it going. It's easy to have I a first know. session, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody shows up for the first couple, and then yeah, I, I don't know if tapers. you guys know, but I actually write D and D articles for another subreddit. Uh, I've been doing that for a quarter. Oh, I didn't know yeah, that. I, I do monster ecologies, which is I, I love it. So. Oh, that's cool. I've been doing it for like three years. Have you guys ever seen uh, D&D Behind the Screen? There was an ecology project that I was <laughs> a big part of. No, I haven't. I, I want to, though. I'm a big fan I, of... I, my my wife and my brother and I have been 
big D&D fans for a very long time. So I actually checked out the uh I, I checked out the D&D behind a screen the other day finally and uh wow. Oh yeah. You guys do some crazy curating and like trying to keep it very professional over there. Yeah, it's the most curated sub I've seen <laughs> in my life. <laughs> so from what I understand basically not like it's not like other subs where anybody just kind of goes and posts what willy-nilly and does whatever. Um, they're trying to actually like amass information. So each sub is like, or every, each submission is very carefully considered before it's even allowed to be shown. And I think that's kind of neat. It, it is default deleted. It, it, you make a post by default. It does not show up. A mod has to go in there, look at it and then approve it. That's how that works. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. That's I'm sure that, you know, lends to a lot of really cool stuff though. Yeah. Well, um so so back to monster hunter <laughs> um, off topic hey you know what we do it too guys don't worry <laughs> um so uh i guess we'll start with you sbj um we normally like to ask how did you get into monster hunter what was your first one uh, i know you've talked about that on the carve a little bit but just for our audience just uh, just humor us <laughs> sure no yeah no worries at all um so i first got into monster hunter uh was the Wii U version, Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate. Yes. Um, and I, like every other person in the world who bought a Wii U, was dying for something to play on it. Uh-huh. And, <laughs> well, that's why uh, I bought a Wii U. I saw that one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yep. So I heard on a gaming podcast, I can't remember what it was. It was probably like somewhat i don't know if you guys remember oneup.com but like yeah i do that what that website went that under was the first one i was gonna say <laughs> yeah that website went under but there was a lot of people from that website that like i continued to follow after one up and one of the guys on the the podcast i don't know if it was uh well if it was still wonder on under one up or if it was like a fifth extension of it they were talking about Monster Hunter and how great it was, and they explained this huge epic battle of chasing down this monster and the monster disappearing and then coming back and landing on top of them and killing them and how great it was. So uh, <laughs> while I was like looking for demos or just things in the Wii U eShop, I saw Monster Hunter, and I was like, oh, this is a new game, plus it has a demo. It just came out. And that was the first time like I actually even considered Monster Hunter was just looking at it in the Wii U eShop. So I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that guy was talking about Monster Hunter. Uh, I think it was Try at the time. Yes. So I downloaded the demo, and I remember the night clearly because it was maybe like 10 p.m. at night. Uh, My friend Aaron and I are sitting on the couch. I think Irene is, like, hanging out with us, too. Irene, my fiancé. And Mm -hmm. I downloaded it, and I'm playing it, and I'm just like, man, this game sucks. (laughs) Like, (laughs) yeah, everything feels so janky and so... uh, not fluid <laughs> and i kept dying which one was and that three you yeah. Oh, yeah um and i got like i don't know like i would i like played it like twice i think i tried two different weapons i think i tried like sword and shield and i think i tried bow gun because i was like oh man that sounds sweet a gun uh, it's ter- it was terrible in that game yeah um <laughs> down with the medium bow gun down <laughs> he said three you not trap <laughs> and uh i don't know what it was about it i think it was just like 
maybe I was desperate at the time, but I like put it down and normally if I don't like a game, I will never go back to it. But I like picked it back up like 10 minutes later and tried again. And every time I did it, I got a little bit further mm-hmm. and then I finally killed um what's that snow rabbit bear called? Lagambi? Legambi. Yeah, yeah, Lagambi. Uh, I finally killed it, and I felt super, super good, and it wasn't a it wasn't a feeling I really got in any other game before, and so I did it again, and I was able to kill it again, uh, and I think the the weapon that I ended up settling on in the demo was dual blades, hmm. um, and then I at the time I don't know why I had a GameFly membership, and so I was like, well I've I don't know what I want to play, so I guess I'm gonna put the real game of Monster Hunter on the GameFly membership, and then two days later it showed up. And I messed around with some more opens, played it some more, settled on the hammer as my favorite weapon, and then it's probably like a month later, or I know like a week later I ended up just buying the digital version, and then like a month later I think I ended up buying the 3DS version. And I remember like Monster Hunter 3U was the first game in since I was like in middle school that I woke up early on my day off to play. Like I woke up at 6 a.m. because I was so excited to play yeah, it. Wow. <laughs> um so yeah that's that's how i started at least you got the bug yep this is like maybe my memory is just bad but i don't remember the the tidbit that you had a gamefly membership <laughs> oh yeah yeah in this story this is like <laughs> already revealing part. secrets about you to me <laughs> i'm glad we can i don't facilitate. think i knew anybody who had a gamefly membership <laughs> i had a friend who did um He's also known for selling his consoles constantly and then rebuying them. <laughs> oh gosh! <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting too. To this story is always interesting to me because it, you, from what I know of you now as a person, if you don't like a game within the first ten, fifteen, twenty minutes, maybe a couple hours, you will put it down and write it off completely. Yeah, yeah. So the fact that you hated it and then continued to approach it is is impressive to me (laughs) (laughs) could have all been gone in an instant yeah yeah (laughs) i mean i've been that way with a couple games uh two worlds two i played that for 15 minutes i took it back to gamestop and i would never (laughs) (laughs) i traded in there's like you know it's It's, reduced right since you played it don't care not gonna play it again (laughs) it's probably for the best oh man it was something about Two that worlds. Main, main character. He looked like it was, you know, it was that time where every protagonist had like a shaved head and he had that sort of like normal gruff, like just like, I don't know, jerk attitude that a lot of games had at that yeah. time. I was like, I'm done. Dot. Bye. See <laughs> yep. Um, it was a, it was if, a rough one. Yeah. I've, I've known that feeling a lot. And, uh, for if I ever add you on steam, uh, just look at how many things are in my library and you'll understand. I'm not, I'm not well not willing to say that out loud. <laughs> I guarantee that anyone could find me anywhere because I am Fort Juan absolutely everywhere. <laughs> so um, so uh, we have normally th- three questions and then a, then the follow-up fourth that Lobo's so excited about for you SBJ. Um, okay, okay. Uh, so uh, well, I, I don't know. it's not three. it's I'm getting confused. Top three monsters and your favorite weapon, which I think is hammer. Um, yeah. And, but top three monsters. And then I'll let Lobo ask the last question. Cause he loves it. Yes. All right. Top three monsters. Uh, pretty easy. 
Uh, except I can't remember usually their real names because I've given them so many silly nicknames. Yeah, I'll translate. Oh, is the fun part. <laughs> All right. Uh, Kool-Aid La Cool. So, Kuliyaku. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, man. See, I I like to side between a couple of them. Uh, Nergigigante. Okay, that one's pretty close. Nergigante, yeah. Not too bad. Uh, You're real close. Uh, real close. I, you know, I I try real hard to mess them up. You know, it's a funny story that I've never... T- I don't know if I've told this on the car, but when I met Yuri, I don't know if you guys know Yuri, who's yeah. the community manager of Capcom. When mm-hmm. I met him at PAX West, he pulled me aside and he was like, hey, I really like the carve. I love how it's like n- this not hardcore... Sh- Maybe I shouldn't be telling this. <laughs> he was like, I love that it's not this hardcore Monster Hunter show because he was like, honestly, a lot of these hardcore fans go like way over my head. He's like, I love the series, but I'm just not that hardcore and sometimes I can't keep up with it. Oh, yeah. And I laughed and then he was like, he's like, I mean this in all seriousness. My favorite part of the show is you butchering monster names because so many people can never know what to say for some of the names. Oh, and- it's still a mystery for us all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really funny. And we we I feel like all our complaints about the carve are usually people that are like, these guys can never say the monster names right, and they think they're <laughs> funny with their nicknames. And it's like, these are the people I don't want listening to the show. Like, no, no. No, yeah. <laughs> you, like, this is a game where you hunt beasts, and a pig follows you around, and a cat cooks you meal. I think you're being a little too serious. Yeah. I... Monster Hunter is a very serious game. Okay, <laughs> I've only had one complaint, and and I I wanted you guys to hear it from me. One complaint ever when you guys talked about um I don't remember what episode it was, but I was like literally yelling at my phone. That's not true. When you guys talked about um the fact that like we only get the expansion of a Monster Hunter, that happened exactly one time, and it was for you. All the other times we mostly got the base game. Oh yeah. Huh. And I was just like, that's not true. Don't say that. It's <laughs> <That's> so wrong. <laughs> that's like the only time I've been like, oh no, guys. <laughs> Listen, we're professionals out here, okay? So you guys do pretty well, I think. You know, like there's nitpicky stuff, of course, but you know, people nitpick us too. So it's not. <laughs> yeah. We are a professional Monster Hunter podcast and we never get off topic ever. <laughs> <laughs> I always say, like, you know, it. There's, and I've heard Steve say this too, and other people that do podcasts, like, there's always going to be somebody that knows more than you. Oh, yeah. Regardless of what the topic is. is. Like, there's, regardless of what you say or what you, what you get right, uh, there's always going to be somebody to tell you that what you got was, what you said was wrong. (laughs) So, yeah. It's just, you know. I've gotten to know Shady Figure, if you guys know from Reddit. Um, Shady Figure is like one of those guys that knows everything. And he would message me after every episode, like, you got this wrong, you got this wrong, you got this wrong. Oh, man. <laughs> I was like, okay, thanks, Shady. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Yeah, he's uh, a cool guy, though. But as far as pronunciations go, like, this, this always is a topic in Pokemon oh too. True. True. <laughs> Yo. You know, and anything I think where there's a fictional world and fictional creatures that have made up names that aren't pronounced all the time, but the benefit for Pokemon is they have an anime and they have, you know, other things that 
that do pronounce the names where mm-hmm. we don't really have that for Monster Hunter. <laughs> Not really. Or we just there is the manga. Have whatever anybody, you know. But I whatever anybody says. I never suggest they make an anime out of Monster Hunter Raj. That I hate that thing so much. Out of uh, Monster Hunter what? Arage. The the manga? Yeah. It's I've not I've not read it. Don't I'm curious now. Well, I mean, well now that I think of it, there's like ideas there that could be considered like Valhazic and that kind of stuff. But and this was like gosh, two thousand eight maybe. Huh. Um yeah, I was yeah, I was still I was at my first internship then. So yeah, it must have been two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Um, but it's like, uh, it's super stereotypical anime and, uh, I don't know if you guys know, but Lobo certainly knows. I don't like anime. It's very rare for me to like anime. <laughs> See, now I want to read it because it's inaccurate because like I read through Pokemon special and that is not it's, anywhere near Pokemon. <laughs> it, it's got this crazy, like, it's like, oh, I've got the wind element dual blades, and I'm the only one in the world that has them. And I'm like, oh, my God. I have heard of it before. Just I remember somebody stop. talking about the wind element. <laughs> I'm like. Sounds incredible. Just stop. And then there's, like, the, the Kelby episode that it's, like, literally his two, like, uh, his two, like, hunter partners are girls, and one of them is super well endowed in the chest, and they have to wear the Kelby bikinis for a certain quest because it has water, water resistance, well, you know. and they're fighting Plesio. Fan service. So it's like, oh my gosh, this is like the most like lewd thing I've ever read in my life. Wait, did, did they have a? Ch- Wouldn't be a manga without fan service. They have a chapter service, that involves hot springs. It's it's like one of the requirements to write anime. Yeah. Yeah, they True. probably did. They, I mean, I don't know. I've tried to block it out of my mind ever since I read it. Wow. Um, Talk about huge tangents. That was uh, two monsters down for you, SBJ. Okay. All right. <laughs> there's there's a couple I really like, but um, I like the Tobster, Tober, T- Toby Kadachi. I like, yeah, yeah, I like it Kodachi. a lot. Okay. Um, so I think that's three, right? Toby, yeah. Nergigante, and uh, Kool-Aid Lacool. Rolling a Toblerone, as you guys say, right? <laughs> yeah, quick, quick Tob. <laughs> All righty. Um, so Lobo, what's up? You're up. What's that? Uh, what's that last question? All right. So the last question: If you could date any monster from any of the games, which monster would you date and why? Oh my! Oh, dang! Goodness! <laughs> <laughs> I would pro. Okay. Hmm. I'm gonna just say Tungalos, aka Puke Puke, because it has a huge tongue. Are you gonna elaborate on that, or do we not want you I to? I think I think I think it having a huge tongue is as good as speaks for itself. It speaks for itself. <laughs> oh, that was a good answer. Oh boy, that was one of the better ones. Oh man, so Micah, off to you. Um, top three monsters, favorite weapon. Uh, oh, top I'm three sorry. monsters. Are... We need to hear how you got into Monster Hunter. I totally skipped that. Oh, that's okay. I I mean, it's not like super exciting. Sure. I started w- roughly. Mm-hmm. I I barely started way back when the first one came out on the PS2. My brother is six years older than I am, mm-hmm. so we would kind of like one of the only things that really we had to bond with a six-year difference was video games. True. 
<laughs> and uh, I grew up on a lot of the stuff that he was really into at the time. And uh, when Monster Hunter came out and they had the, uh, the, the network adapter that was like the thing for the PS2. Yeah. For Monster Hunter, we we got it originally for uh, Final Fantasy XI because we were oh yeah yeah I uh, forgot that was fans of Final Fantasy XI, and then uh, he had I don't know if he had like a friend or whoever that said like this game's really good you should check it out but uh, he picked it up and we played a little bit and we didn't really know what we were doing and we kind of like weren't like disappointed in it but we were like mystified by it we we're like okay I don't know. This is a this is a game, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And then when they started coming out on the PSP here, then uh, we, at that point in in our lives, he was out of the house and he was you know living with uh, his girlfriend at the time, and we didn't get to see each other that often. But when we would, we would get together with our PSPs and we'd play Freedom Unite or you know whatever, and uh, that was kind of like the groundwork for our bond, brotherly bonding over monster hunter sure uh and then the big one for for us was 3u which when when that came out he was across he was in philadelphia and i was still in wisconsin hmm. um and i would go to travel to visit him and i would bring my 3ds and he would have his wii u and we would sit on the couch and co-op hunt together and that was a really cool way to do that uh, and there was always, like, throughout that, there were little, um, you know, w- with Try or whatever, I would, like, get the Monster Hunter game and play it and kind of enjoy it just on my own. But the majority of the time I spent in the games was spent playing with him or co-oping with yeah. him. Uh, and then from 3U on, it kind of snowballed into uh, a love of the franchise that kind of already existed, but it was, like, the seeds of it. Sure. And three, you helped it like blossom into a beautiful monster hunter flower or something. I don't know. There's a metaphor into in there. A beautiful <laughs> butterfly that you then slayed and made its armor out of. Yeah, and you make armor out of it, and then you throw a festival, and you dress your cat in the blood- butterfly yes. armor. Yeah, <laughs> beautiful. I was trying to I was trying to think of the black lotus hammer or something like that, but yeah, <laughs> it works too. <laughs> <laughs> so that was it. and then you know to to till now. That's my brother and I still play occasionally, but he doesn't have as much time. He has a kid now, so he's a little bit more preoccupied. But uh, you know, it's it's branched off into other friends and other people that I that I play with, like Steve. Yeah, and uh, it's been it's been good. I uh, good good franchise. I, I feel the I feel the the kids part very well. Yeah, <laughs> two of myself. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not there quite yet, but we'll see. It's fun, especially when um, you're driving home, like I was today, and you get caught in a traffic jam with your three-year-old screaming she has to use the bathroom. That was fun. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> that was the kind of day I had today. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's fine. We got it straightened out. <laughs> Just like I don't care if I'm stuck in a traffic jam. I cared today. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, So I wanted to say real quick before we uh, get into the rest of it, um, just so you guys know, uh, Lobrin, you were, you kind of started around the same time, 3U, that kind of era. 
Um, yes, I just sort of give you guys context for how we where we were. And I started in PS2, and I've been in every game since. Yeah. Um, I started with. I, uh, oh, gone. <laughs> I was I was gonna say real quick. I started I started because some friends pressured me into playing. Um, they had the original demo disc that came in like a PS magazine, PlayStation magazine. There was like a demo disc that was like here. So they played it before Monster Hunter hit stateside and they convinced me to spend all of my Christmas money to buy the game and the network adapter. I went all in on a game I had no knew nothing about. <laughs> and here I am. Like <laughs> It's amazing wow. that that was like such a I don't that 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 marketing decision was what it was like a brand new game with a new peripheral that nobody really knew about. It's like a bold purchase. Yeah, well, but people did, I guess. Yeah, you know? it was it was strange because like the whole reason Monster Hunter exists is that network network adapter. Um, it was some sort of driving game. Resident Evil Outbreak and Monster Hunter were the three games that Capcom like sort of pitched to say, "Hey, this is how we think you should play gay video games online." <laughs> yeah. that's why those games exist and only one of them survived and that's monster hunter yep well they made a, an outbreak file number two well, not <laughs> it was it was not that great yeah um so go ahead lobo sorry i didn't mean to so kind of similar except i actually gave up i started with try and one hour of motion controls and then mm. oh, didn't goodness didn't boy play it for for you <laughs> it just <laughs> it, it killed it that bad i didn't know that three U existed i just thought i went try then for you so i never even got into playing three U at all i eventually kind of went back after playing through four U in generations and tried playing three U again but i don't know after after the improvements of you know for you and gen and i was like ah, i'm good i don't i don't need three U anymore <laughs> oh, good but yeah i wish if i had had the was it was the pro controller that you could use instead of the motion controls? Yeah. If I had had the pro controller, mm-hmm. I probably would have stuck with it. But because there was a there was a version that bundled it in. That's the one I got. I got mine off of a discount rack at GameStop. So, <laughs> oh <laughs> no! Uh, yeah. If I had an easier way, or like if it let you use the GameCube controller, I would have stuck with it and been like, "Yeah, this is fun." Nope, just the motion controls were. Just terrible. Try, try go if you if you if you still have a Wii U out there and you can find a copy of Try. Just try playing with motion controls for a while and then don't throw your Wiimote. <laughs> I actually I'm a little bit of a collector when it comes to game stuff, so I I have a Wii U and I have my copy of Try still, and I'm now I'm curious because I I don't I don't think I ever used it with motion control. Yeah, but now I need now, to know. Like great sword charging is weird in terms of how it decides to go off. Same with just Gunlance with all its buttons. <laughs> hmm. Sounds good. Was Gunlance in Try? Yeah. I don't think it was. I thought it was. Was it? It's a, definitely in 3U. I don't know. <laughs> I know Switch um, so, Axe was. <laughs> yeah, Switch Axe debuted in Try, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, Micah, what are your top three monsters in your weapon? Hmm. So, well, weapon right now is longsword. I was a greatsword user, and then I had like a brief stint with dual blades. But longsword is kind of like that's that's my bread and butter right now with world. Me too. Uh, monsters is always tough for me because I I feel like people always 
specifically base it off of like experiences and stuff, but I'm always a big fan of I do like uh illustration and concept design as a freelancer. Yeah. So I always kind of like base what I like a monster for off of its design. That's not a bad one. More than like sometimes, you know, I I really like the the specific things that it does or you know whatever, but it the design is always the thing that like pulls me in, but recent favorite monster is Kulv Tarath, and I feel like maybe that's like too early to say that, but that monster is really cool to me. Yeah. It is really cool. I love all of the, you know, specific things about it, like the the kind of like not really lore for it, but the I don't know, the the en- environmental specifics. I I like that it's, you know, to this basically just a small or bigger Jagras, but like covered in gold with gold horns and everything. It's like the queen. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I've been a big fan of Devil Joe. Oh, yeah. For a long time. Uh, and I like all of the, I don't know, the weird Devil Joe variants that exist. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm trying to, I think, I think it was Devil Joe. I never fought this because I know it was Frontier or Online, one of the two. Uh, it was like a Devil Joe. It was like a Halloween Devil Joe that had like a pumpkin chin. Uh, it that's was Uragon. That's an Uragon. Oh, Uragon, right. Yeah. I think we actually talked about that one. What a weird... <laughs> oh, that's man. an amazing thing for anybody to do. So I get really excited about um, our little Monster of the Week thing. We call it the Monster Hunter Balloon. I get really excited for it because we go into Frontier and that kind of stuff. And they have some crazy stuff. Let me tell you what. <laughs> yeah, they do all kinds of like cool, I don't know, like just like kind of bizarre stuff, like events and things like that. Seems like Let, let's put it this way: we started doing this just a couple weeks ago, so we, we were only a couple weeks into this. Even though you know this is episode uh, twenty-eight, we've only done it like what is it? Four monsters so far, Lowburn? Um, something, something like that. Five, maybe. I'd say five or six. Yeah. Um, our first one is still my favorite, which is the Velocidrome. And that might sound weird, but when you realize Velocidrome has a Farcaster breath, everything is just golden. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> like, oh, you're gone. Oh, my See, God. <laughs> I wish they'd gone one step further and also made it so, like, the, uh, the threshold to cause it to flee the area was, like, super low. <laughs> you, you just time out on the quest because you could never get to it <laughs> it's just really fast oh jeez you're out of there well that's uh and then gormagala is my probably my that's a really good favorite. one favorite. i love him i really like gormagala um if you can't tell um it's pretty uh it's pretty obvious to a lot of things my artwork is a diablos diablos is my favorite um, I won't go, go into all of them. And Lobo, I keep forgetting what your favorite is. It varies a lot. Um, I don't remember what I officially said the first time I showed up, but I think it was probably Seregios is up there by a far shot. Okay. And then probably Zen- Zenogre because I cannot fight him consistently. So he's like my kind of that rival, that inspiration of like, yes, I will take him down. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's good. Awesome. So, um, 
I'm glad that you're a longsword main like me. I'm new, I'm a new longsword main in Monster Hunter World. Um, I was a charge blade guy. Uh, gosh, for you, generations. See, we got so we got Fortran playing six hundred hours, and now I'm playing longsword because that that uh, fade slash not fade slash the what's it called? I was just talked about it today. The Helmbreaker. Uh, I like the Helmbreaker, but it's more the uh, Foresight Slash. Oh, the Foresight Slash, yeah. I love it. I love the counter. It's really cool. Um, and then do it, comboing that into the Spirit Slash to up your Kai level. I, it's so, I, don't, is, is that, I don't even know if Kai is the gauge. or I don't. I, it's so so convoluted. I, I, <laughs> I, like, I like the term Kai level, though. So yeah. As a fan of Dragon Ball, I can appreciate the Kai level. I think Kai <laughs> is in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah the, like i i love that but uh spj you'd be happy to know from freedom to you all the way up until for for you i was a hammer bro so nice i i was a solo hammer bro i played solo three you uh even abyssal legiacris i soloed with a hammer <laughs> that was hard oh my gosh it's so. like hard I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm playing the game wrong, but I feel like it's hard to shake the playstyle of a hammer and switch to a different weapon. It's so like you have no shield, you have to dodge a lot, you have to get up and close. So I don't know. I, I just I, it's hard for me to like get away from it because I love that feeling so much. I finally picked well, up and tried re- hammer. Nice. And it was fun until I tried to take it into a group, and then I put it back down because. Oh. I, and then you just I hit everyone. I uh, no, the other opposite. I just can't function with just not being allowed to play the game because of my allies. <laughs> so. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The I constant. Just, uh, I was like, I'm going back to my gun. Interrupts. <laughs> I don't. I always try to like. I never really. I don't know the the reach on the longsword and the quickness. I've been trying more and more to like be conscious of that, but it's so hard to like to get those combos off to get to the point where you can helm breaker. I'm like. I don't think I'm hitting everybody on my team, but <laughs> yeah, it's it's frustrating I'm not a, for a me. A thousand percent sure. I feel like this is all hammer users. Where like, what's the most frustrating is like, I totally I feel bad when I hit somebody with a hammer and send them flying. But also like, if I'm working the head and you come over with dual blades or you come over with the longsword and the tail is still intact on the monster, I'm instantly furious that you're yeah. not trying to chop <laughs> that tail off. And yeah. you're bothering my head of the monster. There's rolls here. <laughs> no, that's Stay true. In your lane. <laughs> like uh, one of the things on Reddit is most people say, "Hammer head." Everyone else away from the head. <laughs> there was, yeah, there was a fun uh, positioning guy I saw. That it was like it was like hammer, charge blade, and hunting horn face, and put all the blades near the end, sword and shield at the tail. And then the gunner's like drawn really far in the distance, and then the last, <laughs> the last, the last step was insect glaive, and it was just scribbling all over this. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, awesome. So uh, I guess we're down to Lobo's question for you, Micah. Is it the is it the same yes. question? Yeah. Who will you be taking on a Who date I would tonight? And this is. I guess like my new crush, Kalf Teroth, would be a good one. She's okay. she's got the she's got the Are wealth. You a gold digger? <laughs> is she a gold digger? Uh, I think it's a little of both. <laughs> a little from column she, A. Little she from column digs B. it up, and then I gold dig it. 
Oh man, hashtag kept man. <laughs> oh nice. Uh, so cool. Uh, it's all the uh, intros aside. So what we wanted to get into is that we're both uh, groups of Monster Hunter content creators. So I think we could have a unique discussion there on on you know what what that's like or what it's what it's been. Um, especially even though Monster Hunter is far more popular than it has ever been um case in point i mean topping twitch the first couple weeks and that kind of thing it Mm -hmm. was crazy i I, i'm used to being the nerd who who is like this is my awesome game please love it and no one listens to me and then like (laughs) everyone listened at once like it felt like (laughs) so you know, like we both started, uh, you know, a podcast about a kind of a niche game. And I always thought it was crazy that there's like destiny specific podcasts, but I kind of feel crazier now. So <laughs> <laughs> how do you guys feel doing it? Like how, like, has it been successful for you guys or like, how's it going? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy with the carve and, uh, it's like the general feel of the community. Sure. I think it's 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 pretty obvious that our show is is extremely casual casual and I and I'm I'm happy with that and that's where I want it to be. And so when we get not to like bring up angry emails, but when we get angry people saying we got a bunch wrong or uh right. like that's or or we're we're too jokey or too serious, I think it does capture uh no pun intended, exactly the audience we are aiming for because like we Micah and I are focused on just having conversations and sure things could be easily solved on the podcast if we just stopped looked it up verified it and talked about that but I really wanted the feel of the carve when we created it to be like a conversation of two friends sitting at like a a diner talking about like hey I wonder does anyone know actually that and or how what this works or how this does or I want to try that and I think like that's a huge part of Monster Hunter that always stuck with me was like the discovery right. in the community like when I first played the game it was such a struggle to feel, feel like how does this work there's so many moving parts and then like to this day like I can't tell you how cooking works in Monster Hunter world and I tried to look it up and everyone's like, well, you take the blue fish and you mix it with the red meat and then you add the beer and then all of a sudden you have plus 100. And I was like, I'm lost. Hold on. Back up. I, uh, I've never even touched <laughs> that. Don't worry. I always do the special, the chef special. Yeah. I, I still always do that. <laughs> yep. Just because I don't. It does what I need it to. Don't feel bad, man. <laughs> Whatever gives me a tack so, of large. <laughs> <laughs> so eventually I'll get there and I, I I really like when we thought about the carve I really wanted that to be like us in the trenches with the community of like we're friends that you can talk to and we'll figure it out together and if we get a couple things wrong that's okay because next episode we'll correct it and we will learn this together even though that we've we've been playing since three years in Micah's case been playing since the game like or since the game debuted Mm-hmm. we're not this hardcore encyclopedia that you should turn on every single Thursday and be like, okay, this is what I'm learning this week. Hopefully we can teach you something. That's cool. I guess if we 
tell you that, hey, maybe you should press that option button when Kluve starts so we can all skip the cutscene together. That's super helpful. Um, but, yeah. How else will I know but, what monster I'm fighting? <laughs> uh, but overall, I think, like, we're really happy with the place, where we are now, and how, how that how monster hunter exploded and now it's kind of on the down and yeah. it'll explode with these little pockets when expansions or dlc comes out sure. um i don't know where the carve will be in a year from now i don't know if we'll continue to be doing it but like right now i look forward to you know every wednesday that we record and then i look forward to everyone talking about it you know thursday friday saturday when the episode comes out yeah no, it's it's exciting. Um, this is my first podcast doing it, um, and uh, I remember uh, the first time I got a hold of Eric's, and he was like, "Yeah, sure, I'll be on." I was just like flabbergasted. I was like, "What? Like someone actually is gonna listen?" <laughs> um, He's a famous YouTuber. He can't interact with us plebs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so funny story. I'm not a starstruck kind of person. Case in point, um, I have met Dave Chappelle quite a few times, uh, and I'm, I'm not going to be bragging here um, because every single time, the first couple of times, I didn't even recognize him, right? Because like people look way different on TV and off TV, and of course different situations and that kind of stuff. But I was just talking to him, and then like my wife was like, "Yay, you know that was Dave Chappelle," and I'm like, "Who? Like, oh, oh the comedian? Oh." really <laughs> like, like i mean this is weird it was a weird situation because it's like friends of friends knew each other and like their kids were having a birthday party and i was at that party and it was just he was just chilling talking to him i was just like okay wow. cool but like um <laughs> uh, but then like eric's response and i'm like oh my gosh it's eric's like i've been watching his videos for years but then again you know i it's just I, I, I didn't get like nervous talking to Eric's either, or, you know, I'm not nervous talking to you guys, even though you're like so much more popular than what we do right now. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but like, it, it's just, um, it was nice to see that, you know, like Eric's took the time to talk to me, even though I was like really small and just starting. Right. I mean, it was episode eight of the original version of this podcast. We've actually relaunched this podcast um, because I used to be directly affiliated with Reddit, and that wasn't working out, so I gutted myself out from Reddit, and then <laughs> this is where we are today. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, he's he's seem he's very he's a very nice guy. He is, and he is very willing to. I don't know, just I, I think just out of love of the franchise and the community to support people. Yeah, and I feel and, like that's you know smaller markets and stuff yeah it's i feel like that's the way that monster hunter community has been for a long time though like uh, uh, there's been a very collaborative environment and, and you talked about sort of like wanted to have that sort of diner feel for your podcast um that's literally what we're trying to go with our aesthetic like the hunter's hub we have like a tavern sign for our logo so it's like literally like the the hub where they put the quests up on the quest board and everyone's drinking around the table talking. That's sort of like our aesthetic that we're going to. Was um, that the four yeah. you opening? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's like I I just don't, I imagine like um for well for me a lot of my fondness of Monster Hunter comes from the first game. And you know, there was a lot of cutscenes from the first game that was just people in the tavern just joking around and talking, and the guild marm going up and you know 
like knifing a, a ticket onto the wall and then now the runner you know, the hunter's running up and be like oh no i want this class <laughs> and all helping each other and so like yeah i definitely get your guys's like uh idea of like how you want it to be sort of a community thing um I think the only reason why that we may be considered maybe a little bit more hardcore is just because I have so much history and knowledge in the, in the game and I've been so tied to it so closely for so long that I just tend to know a lot of things, but I am wrong quite often too. (laughs) We just got to get forced on to relax. Yeah. (laughs) We always said, you know, if people are coming to our podcast for, hardcore strats or you know the best mix sets or whatever like there are people who are already doing that way better than we (laughs) ever could and those are the people that you you want to go watch or listen to or eric's included yeah (laughs) (laughs) we are not the place for that because we don't we even if we tried you know i don't think we would be able to match that level of expertise but uh you know, it, it, if you're looking for something more casual or more just friendly or, you know, something kind of middle of the road to bridge that gap, that's that's kind of where we've placed ourselves or, yeah, uh, you know, positioned ourselves in the community. Um, yeah. So, I, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I think, it, like, it would be silly for anyone. I, I, there's always exceptions, of course, but it would be silly for anyone prior to Monster Hunter World coming out going, I want to make the most in-depth tutorials slash informational pieces about weapons and gear and all that stuff. And it's like, well, yeah, you could. And there's probably absolutely a place for that. But also there are people that have been doing that for years, like Eric's, like Gaijin Hunter, yep. um, like a ton of other YouTubers. So when we were sitting down months before Monster Hunter World came out talking about this podcast, it was one that I don't, I personally don't find that fun to be like this straight, direct, informational podcast yeah, or just source. But two, like somebody's already doing it and they're doing it better than I could. And it would be so silly to be like, well, I think I can do that better when no, deep down I know I can't do that better. But I know <laughs> what yeah. I do with Micah, I think, is something uh, I am, one, comfortable with, two, I'm proud of, and three, that... Uh, there's not a lot of other stuff out there. I mean, there's your guys' show. I think there might be one or two other Monster Hunter shows. But if, for anyone who's like, that's that's what I want, or I listen to the carve and it doesn't supply me with what I need, that's cool. Uh, you could also do it if you want. Like, if you're not satisfied with what we're providing, right. you're more than welcome to start your own podcast or your own content. But, like, unless you think you can do it better, then I don't know. I know I can't, at least in in the aspects (laughs) of being extremely informational you have the power of the mighty power of the internet and 1.5 million copies are so sold (laughs) i'm sure someone has made (laughs) a guide for what exactly you want yeah right um i will say absolutely and go ahead sorry and i was go ahead (laughs) i just you know it, it if it does i think that this is you know our show and your show and things like this are in in an era of Monster Hunter where it's becoming much more popular amongst a casual audience, I yeah. guess is maybe the way that I would phrase that with world. It's good to have things like this because it, it's it's 
maybe not as intensive a buy-in or people who are interested in the franchise or interested in the series or interested in world. But I, I, I think that was part of the initial idea too. And it, it sounds like for you guys too, that a lot of the, the seriousness or the, you know, uh, hardcoreness of the, the community is already there for people who want it. But this kind of thing didn't really exist. And I know for a lot of people that are just starting to enter the realm of a game or a franchise that that kind of hardcore attitude can be kind of a turnoff sometimes yes. oh yeah mm-hmm. so. uh, <clears throat> well at this point i think there's only a, one other podcast that i know of at least um it's actually run by um some of the speedrunner guys like Conta and that kind of stuff really um yeah they just started um they've only had one episode so far um but before then there was oh yeah we were just talking about that the other day yeah uh, it was actually kind of interesting um I listened to it, and they're they're very in depth. They were going into uh, why the <clears throat> why the uh, rocket greatsword is so good. Like it was a good portion of the beginning of their show, is like explaining why it's such a great weapon, sort of like teaching people. And I think it was a good uh, good episode. Um, but yeah, that's cool. Um, but like, in in the in the craziness that of you guys starting like pretty close after we did, uh, despite us not ever communicating that we were. Um, I think I saw uh, SBJ there comment on uh, Reddit on my post of my first one, like, hey, we're going to be doing this soon, too, (laughs) at one point. Um, But uh, right after you guys, I want to say maybe two or three weeks, there was the Gathering Hall, um, which was another podcast. But they they didn't. um, They went around too long. Um, They only did three episodes, unfortunately. And I, I don't really, they never really explained why, but. Yeah. We, I mean, I've been podcasting for eight years now. Um, I've done It's Perfective, which is, you know, 300 plus episodes at this yeah. point. Did The Carve, which is, what, eight months now, and we haven't missed a week. Um, I did a seasonal D&D podcast, so that would come out, like, maybe twice a year, like, eight episodes in spring, eight episodes in the fall. Uh, nice. And then I did a board gaming podcast for a little over a year wow. uh which is still going i passed it off to some different co-hosts i just didn't i had to cut something from my life but you <laughs> yeah you you would be surprised how many podcasts start up and then um fall fall apart and i think it i don't know if this was if we were talking before we hit the record button but you see that a lot with like D games where everyone's like let's play D every friday first friday goes really well Second Friday, you know, might go just as well, but you know, somebody was about an hour late. Third Friday, everyone's there, but one person who called in and was like, "Hey, you know, I'm not feeling good." And then all of a sudden, it falls apart. I think if you search for Pokemon Go in in the iTunes Store, or Google Play, yeah, you'll yeah. find probably fifty plus podcasts that all have maybe two or three episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I could I could understand that. Um, I was always surprised, and I it's never just saw you know I, vlog for that. By the way, you know, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I think it's just a part of it is that people you know like with anything. I think people hear or see something and they say, "Oh, I I could do that," and then 
they they do and some people do a really great job with it and they carry on but i don't think maybe sometimes the amount of work that goes into something like that is immediately apparent until right. you start to dig into it and then it once once that becomes apparent and there's no i don't know real like recognizable reward right away yeah that that maybe probably breeds that that mentality of well we'll just we'll take we'll take a week off or we'll take a couple weeks off or we'll take you know eventually we'll come back to it eventually or i looked up a couple guides on podcasts for a while and one of the biggest things i saw was the people saying like yeah it'll take months of constant posting yeah before we even notice you know a steady amount of people even being there right yeah we're just now getting to the point where we're uh getting what i what i would consider um like a a following i would say um yeah it's been a long time that i've been doing this it feels like we're coming up on our anniversary next month of me starting one um it'll be uh probably october i think since the relaunch so I don't know which one to celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say the relaunch. Um, yeah, probably the relaunch. Um, but I did start this in June. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, it was like really just right after E3 uh, and that kind of stuff. Um, and we've actually missed a couple episodes. In fact, if you look at our episode list, there is no episode 11. Episode 11 is Lost to the Times. Lost um, forever. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Pay respects to episode 11. Yeah. Uh, it was a fun one, too. It was one of our speculation ones where we just sort of went unhinged. It was uh, it was a good one. But uh, unfortunately, uh, one of the tracks is gone and no longer can be found. Uh, we've had stuff like uh, uh, we had uh, uh, someone on who not just recorded their voice, but recorded everyone's voice on top of everyone else recording their voice. Oh, no. Um that gave me a literal headache to edit, um, which that was uh, insane. Um, editing itself is something I've actually enjoyed doing, uh, fortunately. Um, and I've sort of been the driving force of like, hey, let's get this done. And uh, you can ask Lobo like every week. I'm like, hey, guys, how are we doing? What you know, what's our next topic? And <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah, like I, I've been into it since I've started. I just love doing it. Um, and I think it's helped out a lot. Um, I, I actually legit enjoy doing the editing because I, I got to do, you know, some cool stuff. Like uh, we had an episode where I speckled in some music while we were talking and that kind of thing. I didn't do that again because I was like, well, see, that probably could be copyright stuff. So I'm going to not do that. <laughs> <laughs> see, that's when you just go to Newgrounds and take some of those stuff because, you know. <laughs> nah, nah, I'd rather, you know, it'd be, you know by us or for us kind of thing um at this point but you know like it was a learning process right you gotta sort of like test the waters and see like what's okay and what's not okay sometimes but uh i'm really it's really awesome that you guys haven't missed an episode yet because i wish we hadn't um yeah like we missed almost a month was it lobo oh yeah it was just things kept not lining up (laughs) um yeah um but that's not gonna happen again I've made sure of that. <laughs> um, but it's almost like the pressure at this point at 
you know, how almost, almost we're inching up on 50 episodes, like not missing one, the pressure of not missing one makes it more intense to make sure that we don't miss one now. Yeah. <laughs> so like, it's kind of like having those X days since an accident signs. Once you have a number, yeah. it's hard. To, you don't want that to go back to zero. Right. I think I think Lobo can attest. I have that same pressure for playing Monster Hunter World. I have yet to miss a day. Um, that's been interesting because there was one day I was like legit like I'm just too tired. I don't want to do it, and I ended up doing it anyways and staying up too late because I was like I can't let this be the day that I miss a day. So I, <laughs> uh, gosh, what a, I am very close. To, I'm 495 hours in. So. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah. I think I'm like just, I don't know, getting close to 200 or just somewhere in that ballpark. I'll tell you what, but crown hunting takes a lot of hours. <laughs> I'm going to get there. My goal is to platinum the game because I'm playing it on the PS4. Yeah. My goal is to platinum it. And I just. Same here. I know that at some point I'm going to have to buckle down and do things that I wasn't, I'm not like prepared to do, but <laughs> like crown hunting. Oh, dude! I'll tell you right now. But I did uh, today. I was I I've, my sleep schedule is really weird just because of my my work schedule. I work from home, so I do. Yeah. I kind of have like a little bit more leeway, but my wife is a a nurse, so I kind of I don't know balance my schedule around hers and wind up sleeping during the day. But today I I had a hard time sleeping last night and then i would wake up and i at one point i woke up and i saw on twitter that uh do you know willis gaming he does um no i haven't heard stuff of with I heard a name like 269 and eric's in them uh he he plays with them from time to time but he had said that he had the usj part two quest Ooh. he was mm. like if somebody wants to help me run through i just need a few people to help me power through the story to get to the HR level in order to run it for people, to host it for people. And I was like, well, I can't sleep. I'm, like, wide awake. I might as well. And I, like, sat down and did pretty much all of the story up until, I think, like, when you get to Elder's Recess again. And I was like, it was fun on to, like, experience that again. But it was also... That cutscene thing. Oh my god. The cutscene thing is rough. No. But it, it, <laughs> it kind of it kind of felt good to to jump into it at the point that I'm at and just feel like a god <laughs> in some of the like, the, the yeah. story stuff where it's like we're rolling, you know Anjanath and low rank Anjanath in story mode super fast and just it felt good, but you know, it, it's it's that like grind to it becomes this monster hunter world has become this thing where like if i have nothing else to do or i'm like struggling to or there's like one thing that tugs at me to like jump into the game like you know bounty like weekly bounties or daily bounties during the spring festival or the dante quest or culv or whatever like more and more there's things that are like you should play this at least once a day or at least once a week or (laughs) yeah I've yet to miss any bounties daily or or weekly. Uh, that was a that was tough to try to get the dailies in sometimes. Yeah. Um that yeah, there there is a lot to do, but I will give you a, a tip when you do get into the crown hunting, make sure that the quest is as hard as possible. Um so you want to be doing investigations 
uh, and hard as possible, basically the better the wards, basically. You have a higher chance, the better the wards. But you absolutely yeah. must have a gold and a silver reward. That is For the, the crown to... Yeah, to even appear, uh, okay. it seems like. Um, I can attest from hunting my... Um, what is it, Lobo? 233? Too many. Puke Pukes? 233 Puke Pukes. And then it was a, what, 185 Great Gyros uh, was the other big one. I'm up to 70 Teostra now, trying to get a large one, too. So. This is like shiny hunting in Pokemon. Oh, kind of. yeah. I never did that. Um, I was out of the Pokemon game before that became a thing. But... <laughs> <laughs> But I it's have like heard Steve's day job now. Like a box. Yeah. <laughs> Professional shiny hunter. Now, I don't know if it was you, Micah, or SBJ. I saw one of you guys on Twitter had a golden Magikarp. Uh, I think oh, we, both, we did. both recently just got our gold Magikarp in Pokemon oh, wow. Go. Yeah. Oh, nice. Which was like. Yeah, I played that I for know, like a it, week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been like. That's the one mobile game I've consistently played. And they, it's the same same kind of thing as, you know, Monster Hunter, where they like drip feed you content, mm-hmm. and it's, it makes it accessible. Well, for me, I don't like walking, and that's what it requires me to do. Mm. So. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's crucial. <laughs> <laughs> I can relate to this. Uh, it, was, it was cool though when we got our gold magic. It was like maybe a couple days apart from each other that we got them. But our friend Rosaken, who's also a uh, Pokemon Twitch streamer, mm-hmm. he. He had seen, I think, somewhere in the range of, like, at that point, 1,300 Magikarp and no shiny. Oh, my gosh. Oh, rough. And we we both got ours in, like, under 200, so <laughs> it felt felt guilty having it, but, you know, I, I got not so too mad much. at some of my friends um, over the crown hunting stuff because we, we, we were doing a, uh, it was a multi-hunt where you had a tempered Tobikodachi and a tempered Rathian in the ancient forest. And um, tempered also has a good chance for gold crowns. And there was a Puke Puke on that map. And this was when I was, you know, like 150 <laughs> or 60 deep into Puke Puke, like farming to try to get his gold crown. And I hadn't really figured out the formula at that point yet. Um, yeah. He was a gold crown large. I guarantee it because he was bigger than the Rathian. And I was like, here he is, guys, let's kill him. And then they double, there was only a two faint quest, and they oh, no. double carded to Toby doing his tailspin off of a tree. <laughs> and I was just, I was just like, I was devastated. Tobster <laughs> strikes again. <laughs> the old Tobster. <laughs> Wrecking days. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Um,. I don't know. I didn't have a lot more to say about like content creation. Lobo, do you have any questions or things to say? Because I mean, you're definitely involved in the process. You're not doing the editing, oh, but you're yeah. definitely involved in the planning and that kind of stuff. It's always interesting hunting down guests or trying to figure out what topic. Um, especially since yeah, we do a lot of guests. Yeah, <laughs> and it's one thing that this, I have to say this is kind of to everybody, but this community is really inspirational. The amount of art that goes into it, the amount of movies and silly animations and comics and all this stuff that people make up it's really inspiring just to see people getting creative about their own thing and i I like just i want people to keep it up like it's really cool seeing it all um 
I don't know if you guys have seen it. I, I hope you guys have. Um, one of my favorite YouTubers in terms of animation wise, uh, I think it's. Ah, oh, crap. I'm going to mess this up. It's either NHS or NHC it- Productions. NCH, NCH Productions. Yeah. They have started yeah. making movies again. I just again, watched their. And I'm so happy. Cold. <laughs> I just watched their cult video and it's so funny. They're, I haven't got to watch that yet. I'll have to. I, I, I want to reach good. out to them and see if it's possible for them to uh, them to maybe talk with us. But you know, we'll see. Yeah, because we'll get there. They're like they just every single time I see that their little cute cat icon in my feed, I'm like, oh, it's gonna be a good day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's I, I think these niche communities really breed a lot of that creativity and you know fan art and animation and podcasts and all that stuff and i think it's when you have something that that's that's this niche that's i I mean you know it's it's growing now because of world but when it has a foundation in that i think you get a lot of really cool stuff out of it yeah yeah it's 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 been an eye-opener once i started doing this just how you know welcoming the community can be because i came from reddit not very welcoming <laughs> yeah nah I mean. <laughs> the people on reddit are the nicest people ever <laughs> so Mm-mm. I... Mm-mm. I you you forget i was a mod <laughs> <laughs> i had to take out those people <laughs> i got a guilty admission i didn't uh go to monster hunter or go to reddit for monster hunter information first i didn't go to game facts yeah. either first i was on the v board and ah. yeah, you want to talk about welcoming fun people? <laughs> oh boy. Wait, V. 4chan. Is that 4chan? Yeah, 4chan's okay, yeah, video I'm, game. I've board. never been there. <laughs> go, go sometime. Just just take a look and then, you know, we'll have therapy. <laughs> and we'll I don't have know. Therapy. I'm still recovering from my uh, sever- severance with Monster Hunter. <laughs> so severance is i just saw the uh the you know i mean not just but they they just had like recently had that overhaul of the subreddit and that, it looks really good that was uh that was being planned when i was leaving um so i, I actually had some input on there uh, we kind of we, we kind of internally voted on like sort of that that theme um yeah and then like the theme came out and then i left I think it was like the day the theme changed. I left. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Timing. Well, yeah. I mean, I had a lot of, it's in that post. I won't go into it. I've talked about it many times with Lobo. (laughs) I'm so much happier being away from sort of a managerial position to that site. It's, it's fun to go back. Um, I was going to say like along the lines of you guys getting corrected, I get corrected every day. Um, I still run the weekly weapon threads on uh, Monster Hunter subreddit. Oh, there people love to point you out as being wrong. <laughs> oh man, um, I think the worst one so far was um, I talked about. I, I just made it. I was like, hey, "Here's my fun build for Charge Blade," and I had Elementalist Jewel on a Poison Charge Blade. Oh, and. I never used it, right? I was just like, oh, this this might be cool, you know, sort of power it up and it does poison. Well, you see, little did I know that uh, poison apparently is an element instead of a status now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I got reamed for that. I was like, okay, guys, sorry. I- um, except when you're using bow guns, in which case if they fire 
poison ammo, it still counts for elementalist because reasons. <laughs> that makes sense. Because reasons. Just, just no. <laughs> <laughs> I just I am not a numbers person. I'm not a numbers guy. So like I stopped putting like a lot of things in there that I used to be like, hey, you know, this is the strongest attack. Nope, nope, not even. I'm not qualifying any statement I have anymore. It's all just here's what it can do. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everyone enjoys the game totally different, too. So there are people that absolutely love the numbers. And oh, yeah. That's cool. Uh, I don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's why we don't really talk about it. Also, like... There will always be someone who knows more than you. Yeah, yeah. If you, if you said, like... If you're looking for the numbers. If you said, like, you oh, know? Hammer is a blunt weapon... Uh, that's you know mostly featuring giant hammers someone would be like oh well actually there's an axe for the hammer no one cares (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh actually yeah it's my favorite so um but yeah you know i mean everybody's got their whatever gets people i guess excited but (laughs) I, i will say to to help out that cognitive dissonance of sharpening your hammer spj you can explain to people it's not sharpening, it's cleaning. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Cleaning that dirt off. <laughs> well, I was thinking like monster parts, but okay. <laughs> no, just yeah, dirt, because I'm just all I do is roll. I don't actually attack. Just just <laughs> whiffing, hitting the ground constantly. Correct. Correct. <laughs> too many dual blade users oh, bumping man. you away from not letting you attack. So, dude, I, as a longsword user, I have problems with dual blade users. I was just like. Go away! Yeah. You're like a little, like a little bee stinging me constantly. Just go away! <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to do my foresight slash, and you're messing it up. <laughs> <laughs> a very specific time frame to get these combos. Off. I remember yeah. uh, that was always an issue with because uh, I played Gunlance for a long time. Uh, what's fun is when a dual blader hits your shield. And all your stamina is immediately gone from getting like eight attacks on your shield. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're like, no yeah. stop, I needed that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's always rough. The same with like cut cue, he does that that peck attack. The the never block a cut cue. Just don't do it. You'll lose your stamina. <laughs> oh man. Um so did you guys have anything else to add or or are we good? Uh, I think, I think I'm, I don't really have anything else. Okay. Um, so we'll just, uh, we'll move into the monster balloon and then, uh, close it up. Okay. That's okay. All right. In the interest of, you know, keeping the, keeping the podcast, uh, trenches, I don't know, whatever, whatever phrase I'm trying to say here, the, uh, it's called hunted the podcast with Kanta. Yes. Ah. I, I just looked it up. I, I we talked about this. Steve and I talked about this last week. I think just briefly. I like the um, tidbit that Kanta doesn't talk. Yes, because Kanta doesn't talk. Right. So that they have someone speak for Kanta. <laughs> they did. They did. Got to got to stay on brand. Oh yeah, there was he does all sorts of jokes on Twitter about my my voice reveal will happen after this and it doesn't happen. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, he's good though. He's a real good player. Yeah. Been did you know, been watching him for years. Did you know Kanta is actually the main singer of Kezu's theme song? <laughs> See, I would I'll believe anything. 
this point. <laughs> oh, jeez. Do you hear that? The wonderful sound. The challenging rhythms. The active drum beats. We are in the middle of a fight with the kazoo. <laughs> Today's monster... <laughs> there were so many ways I could have opened up this monster balloon, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go with the safest for work thing I possibly can. Today, <laughs> we're going to talk about the kazoo. Uh, it's... Uh, I'm continuing my pattern, actually, of annoying monsters. Last week is the Cephadrome, which I just hate. And this week is the kazoo, which... I and most other people also just hate. Uh, Aww. I know, I know. You you like the you like all monsters, Fortran, but except for Shakalaka King, screw him. His favorite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the kazoo, or as I found out, it's called in Japan. And it makes me smile. It's called the furu furu. I think that's a sound yes. effect for lightning or for shocks or something like that. Yeah, it's also very cutesy, which is why you see a lot of fan art of Kazoo that's cutesy. For those who don't know what Kazoo is, it's not cutesy. It is a horrible <laughs> white flesh beast with red throbbing veins and mouths on both ends. And it does not have any music. Uh, it primarily attacks through thunder and paralysis attacks. And, you know, that's the most fun when, as I've stated before, every piece of armor I make is always weak to thunder. Every set I love yeah. is weak to thunder. I, I don't get it. Why? <laughs> <laughs> um, it is most weak to fire, which is applicable because, you know, most people just want to burn this thing. <laughs> uh, they are mostly found in cold environments, although I at least I thought they were mostly found in cold environments. But as I've looked around, they've they've appeared outside of that as well. They've improved in ruins and uh, lots of wet swampy areas. And then some place called the Clamorous Ridge, which I have no idea what that's from. Uh, well, one thing to note, they're always in caves. Yes. They're cave dwellers. So uh, in the original games, especially uh, the first Monster Hunter and um, Freedom 2 and that kind of stuff, even though they may have appeared in a jungle, which is a hot map per se, even though you didn't have to use cool drinks, you did have to use hot drinks in the caves. Yes, uh, the old swamp is a yep. specific one too. There's three areas you need hot drinks for. Yeah, and kazoo and uh, senators like to be in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, looks like Clamorous Ridge is Monster Hunter Online, which I'm always very unaware of the majority of things involving Monster Hunter Online. <laughs> yeah, like we, we're learning about Frontier, but Online is just because kind of weird area that's off to the side yeah um, unlike most monsters except for one we've actually have talked about uh kezu is not restricted to fighting you by like hovering in the air or crawling around the ground in fact kazu most often attack types likes to walk along the ceiling and drip terrifying poison on you and uh or not poison sorry uh it's acid, acid on you yes and mm -hmm. launch just lightning balls and generally be unhittable <laughs> and before you think you can use a flash bomb, you can't. They're blind, so enjoy getting it off the ceiling. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> there was <laughs> there was a fun thing I learned a while ago. Um, sonic bombs don't quite interact with it, but you can hit it with a dung pod because it's blind. Its other senses are heightened, so if you hit it with a dung pod, it'll act similar to how it is when you launch a flash pod. 
I don't know if that applied mm. in all generations, but there were a couple where that did happen, and I thought that was very interesting. Um, okay. How did you most often get it off the ceiling? I always tried to use bounce bombs when they gave it to me, but other than that, I really didn't have a plan. I stood there waiting. <laughs> That's all I did. <laughs> I just waited for it. Gotta goad them down off of the ceiling. I mean, sometimes I'd use the taunt animation where you lay down on your back and you're like, come on! Come on! Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, uh, no. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say. Uh, that's about it. Uh, so Kenzu, it has a lot of very specialized attacks. Uh, it likes to shock itself. It likes to scream. And mm-hmm. it'll do those about seven times in succession, just kind of randomly alternating between them. So if you want to play a melee weapon, have fun. Uh, one of its other attacks is it'll actually throw in a kind of W-shaped line. Uh, it'll throw three lightning balls, which have extremely high paralysis values. Like, very yes. high paralysis values. And generally, whenever it gets hit by, or whenever somebody gets stunned near it, it'll immediately turn to that person and either do this lunging attack or a nice big jump that will take a good chunk of your life if you're not prepared. Mm-hmm. Um, and luckily for all those kids out there, Kazoo comes in a variety of flavors and colors. Including red kazoo, a just blood red subspecies of it. I, it it just it yeah, looks terrible. If it weren't gross enough yes. already. <laughs> yeah. in, in case in case anybody's wondering, ab- the armor is absolutely gross because it's you just cutting kind of flabs of skin off it. Like most you know most monster hunter armors, now, you're making armor out of it. For the kazoo, you're, you're kinda... it actually is the flabs of its skin. <laughs> That's true, but you're kind of underselling it. It's actually styled after I think a World War One nurse's outfit. Yeah, so because it has uh, <laughs> wide healing and that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, its light bow gun is a giant syringe. So, yeah, yep. that's. It, uh, I did not like this. <laughs> I just thinking about everything. I know it sounds silly, but everything about everything this monster is just makes me upset. Its hunting horn <laughs> is a giant horn that wails or sings opera, depending on which version of the kazoo you make it from. It's just gross all over the place. It <laughs> reminds me a lot of like PS2 Silent Hill creatures. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. It's like weird, gross, like slimy flesh, pale white veins, yeah. gross mouth. Like that. Those are the characteristics for a Silent Hill creature. Oh. Yeah. Uh, by the way, if you fight its red variant, you can't burn it with fire because it's red. So you have to get yep. it with water instead. It still uses yep. thunder, so not sure why it changed the, the typing, but you know what? It's still not great. <laughs> it still doesn't have a theme song. Nope. Um, now to the parts that uh, Fortran likes a lot. There are other versions of the Kezu. Yes. So I love these. there is, in fact, a hardcore Kezu. That exists in the <laughs> world of Frontier. Um, now, not only does it fire those lightning balls that travel across the ground, they will zigzag and scatter randomly. And it will occasionally uh, fire those the second it hits the ground as well. Um, it also has a shorter but even stronger roar that can paralyze hunters. What? <laughs> <laughs> also, the roar just lasts longer, too, and from the footage I saw, because I looked it up, because of course I'm going to look it up, it will knock you, instead of just holding your ears, it'll knock you on your back as it roars and screams. Wow. Uh, 
So occasionally it'll rise up and scream and then immediately do a big shockwave around it as well. It is just terrible. Just everything the kazoo is just bumped up to 11 with more things. Uh, okay. There's also a hardcore red kazoo because... <laughs> yes. <laughs> because. Yes, I like where this is going. Um, so one of the things it'll do is as it's walking around, it'll do that head stretching thing. But it'll also be drooling yeah. acid as it does that, just swinging its head around. I mean, it does that in, in later versions, actually. Yeah, too. but when it's walking around with its head outstretched, it's not spreading the acid around. Um, okay. One thing it'll do is, you know, the electric, electrical balls that'll, uh, you know, it'll shoot out the three ones that are hard to avoid and something like that. Uh, yeah. The red kazoo will also have it build up underneath it, and then it'll hop. And fall down, doing, you know, the normal hop jump damage. And then just shotgunning mm-hmm. them all around it in a 360 pattern. What? <laughs> and That sounds like a Diablo boss. <laughs> uh, <laughs> one thing it can do is it actually gains something on the roof as well. Um, normally when it's up, whenever it's on the ceiling, it's not too much of a threat as long as you angle your camera up. You know, it just kind of walks around. It'll drip acid on occasion. It'll right. sometimes hang and start firing fireballs with a really obvious charging sound, which is, you know, fine, whatever. Uh, at any high rank, it'll also run as fast as a Tigrex charge while it's running around on the roof. Oh, my gosh. Just sprinting around the roof, dropping acid as it moves. And then uh, when you hit, it's not HR. I'm not sure why it's SR in uh Frontier, okay. but when you hit SR one hundred, it gets even more speed, including on the ground, and it'll chase you around. <laughs> um, yeah, this is definitely reminiscent of Silent Hill, Resident Evil stuff now. <laughs> yes. So there is another further variant of it, though, beyond, beyond okay. hardcore. It's called a Zenith Kezu. Um, for those, oh, I, this is our first Zenith monster. I had to do some research oh. on these. So, for those who don't know, Zenith monsters were introduced in Monster Frontier Z, which I believe is the most recent version of it. Yes, I think so. Um, Zenith, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm actually taking it straight from the thing just because I like how they wrote it. Uh, Zenith monsters are strong monster individuals that have gone undergone their own independent changes over the years compared to other individuals of the same species. They usually have developed extra parts or advantages to use in nature. Um, generally, it's not like it's not like a oh, it's a subspecies or Zenith species. I'm not sure why they use the word species, but it is basically a singular monster that got better over time. Okay, like, so it's it's a one-off of it. Um, there is a Zenith Kezu who is focused all of its kind of weird variant features into his lightning in its face. Uh, so some of these I actually had to look up because you can't find much information on Z right now, unfortunately. Uh, right. It has a scream that it does that not only is you know the same loud scream as normal, but it actually causes wind blasts. Like a, it looks like a giant tornado is coming out of its mouth as it spins its head all the way around itself. So... So like a giant like vacuum that's like a Kushala yeah, so tornado. Yeah, so Kushala blowing you Holy away from cow. it as it's running away. Um, it also has a lot more varied lightning attacks, such as that three attack it does. It'll shoot out about 20 of them in an attack. 
kind of spaced out, <laughs> and they ex- they explode as they travel, as well. What? Uh, all of it. This is why I love this stuff. <laughs> all of its attacks are super beefed up. Um, all of its paralysis are pretty much instant, unfortunately, because I don't want to hunt this thing ever. And. <laughs> Uh, just the paralysis values on them are raised very high, so generally, if you get hit, you will get stunned. And, okay. not only stunned, uh, Ke- Z- Zenith Kizu doesn't go for the whole, uh, you know, just t- tackling you or poking you with its face. It takes the Devil Joe approach. Uh, it turns it- to you, jumps on you, and then eats you. Nope. Okay. No chance to dung bomb. No damage. It swallows you, and you are carded instantly what <laughs> i've never heard of an instant cart yep. yet it is an instant cart the second it, it gets you in its mouth you are gone and it just you just wake Gross. back up <laughs> you wake back up at camp <laughs> uh this is but how do you get out you of don't the... get caught never mind you do <laughs> how do you how do you once you're in there how do you get out of i guess it's got a mouth on both yep. It's. I think I'm asking too many questions. There's a reason here. the screen fades to black, generally. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I imagine just like the Hangover. What happened last night? <laughs> uh, this is actually not the only one that has an instant kill like that. Uh, this is. I'm going to talk about this here because by the time we get to this, this is going to be like years down the road. There is a specific okay. giant snake creature from the Frontier series. I don't remember its name. But it is as big oh, as a Dalamador. Yeah, yeah, it's the re- starts with an R. Raviante yeah, or something like tasks. that. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, it has yeah. An attack. People were citing that when they were talking about Culv when it was yes. announced. So Raviante nice. has an attack that makes the floor explode with a giant like waterfall of water, and it's okay. it's highly telegraphed. You can avoid it, but if you miss it, it actually plays a cutscene where you get blasted up into the air. And then Raviante comes up from behind you and just eats you whole. Just snap. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so, I, I save to say Frontier is a very dangerous place. And <laughs> until, we f- until we find more stupid interns, the hunting balloon will not be visiting that part of the country. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that's nice. really all I had for Kezu. It's a fun monster. As much as I hate it, it's enjoyable. Uh, I'm pretty sure you guys have hunted plenty of them oh uh, yeah 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 it's also like a little <laughs> bit cuter in stories but still not yes. much yeah oh, yeah because like still as far as cute stories art goes it's still pretty gross i, I, I wonder <laughs> if uh fortune uh, fortron can put this in the actual cast when it goes up but uh if you don't hear if you've never heard what a kezu sounds like when it's screaming go look it up just look up kezu scream and it's it's wonderful. It's got it's got that nice electronic wave sound. And then imagine that going off roughly every twenty seconds because it it screams yeah. a lot. That said, if you have earplugs or high grade earplugs, Kazu will just die. I mean, yeah. if I looked like that, I'd probably be screaming every twenty seconds too. So, so it's in constant pain. I actually did have a question for you. Um. Did any of you guys actively ever actively use Kezu weapons or armor or anything like that? I've kind of avoided it. I think I made a great sword once in stories out of it. 
but I've never really touched the kazoo other than having to fight it because it dropped a thunder sax. I would make everything that I could. Like it's as part of that collector mentality. Mm-hmm. Like having one of a set, like every set. That's just I I I have to do that, so I would do that for Ketsu, but like I don't I've never really used it. <laughs> so back in my Monster Hunter PS2 days, um it was the only electric greatsword. Really? Um yeah, so well, no, that's not true because Kieran had one also. Um but it was one of the ones that you could get um at the time I was playing, I guess. Um, I I think I did get the Kieran Greatsword eventually. Well, I could be wrong. There could not be a Kieran Greatsword in the beginning game. Either way, I made the Kazoo Greatsword in the original game. Um, so Monster Hunter 1, you know, I went into the fight. Like, two, two onward, I was Hammer Bro, and I went into that already. But the original one, I started as a heavy bow gunner, lost a save. What was it, 1,500 hours in or 1,000? Uh. I think it was 1,000. Um, and then I switched to greatsword and did a thousand five hundred on greatsword, and I used the kazoo greatsword on Pleasyeth, so I made it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but yeah, I, I mean, I I used the armor in double cross because I didn't feel like looking up armor skills, and I just liked how it looked. So I was fashion hunter in double cross with the sixty hours I put into it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> So. Yeah, it's it's you know, just gotta like I just gotta make the stuff and then not use the majority of it. <laughs> yeah, that's why I, I like Kazoo Worlds. <laughs> <laughs> Did you so say you, you like Kitsu? Yeah, it's all right. Huh. It makes me think fight. of Giganox though, and I like Giganox more. I have never gotten you to fight Giganox, but it looks prettier. So. I've noticed that a lot of people who started in the earlier generations like Kazoo more, and then a lot of people who started in third gen and up, you like uh, Jiganox more. It's just sort of like a weird like familiarity thing, even though both are just sort of like gross like lampreys and tapeworms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it's just, just a- generally gross things to be based on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. Well, I think we can wrap it up here, guys. So. Oh. Um, Sorry. Yeah. It was non Kezu related, but I did have one cool thing that I wanted to point out. Uh, sure. So last podcast or the podcast before that, we were talking about Valhazak, mm-hmm. and I asked, can a great Jiros paralyze Valhazak? And the general consensus was maybe if he ever wanders yes. up that far. We had a user confirm it. It can be paralyzed by a normal Jiros. <laughs> It nice. just doesn't last very long, but it is a normal, yeah, a normal Jiro's, Jiro's? paralyzed Valzak. Oh boy! Yep, Valzak is kind of like a big baby, though. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that thing, but it's kind of like a big baby. But that's—I mean, it wrecks Odogre. Yes, have you seen? Yeah. Have you seen True. that thing? Oh my gosh! I'm just—and then literally wears it. I'm just really happy <laughs> that somebody actually went out and tested it. So, thank you. (laughs) It's really good. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) 
right. Thank you, Hunters, for joining us today. This is Fortuan. You can catch us at, at Hunters Hub Pod on Twitter. Um, you can also find me in at Fortuan, but I'm mostly using Hunter Hub, Hunters Hub Pod uh, at this moment. So uh, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next quest. And on that quest, Micah, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Micah the Brave. It's M-I-C-A-H because I know people struggle with that sometimes. Uh, sometimes on Twitch, but not a lot lately. It's also just Micah the Brave, and that's pretty much it. Okay, SBJ, uh, what about you? You can follow me on Twitter at Dragging a Lake, L-A-K-E. I know some people struggle with that. Um, <laughs> uh, you can follow the Carve on Twitter if you want. That's probably more I uh, realistic, but at Carve Podcast, and mm-hmm. we do the Carve where you can bone up on hunting monsters, and we do that bone every up. single I was, Thursday. I was late on that. Sorry, what was that? I was late on that. Sorry, oh, <laughs> my bad. Yeah, you were late. It was your fault. Uh, yeah, we do that every Thursday. <laughs> Uh, we're approaching episode 50, so that's really exciting. Otherwise, uh, I stream full-time on Twitch. If you like Pokemon stuff, I stream a lot of that. I stream some other stuff, but it's mostly Pokemon. Just because sure. I'm such a fanboy of that series. But that is twitch.tv slash p-k-m-n-c-a-s-t. Which is just short for Pokemon Podcast, but way, way, way shorter. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, Lobo. Where are we going to find you? <laughs> you will find me in a nice cushy office surrounded by uh, torches and other fiery things, staying far, far away from caves and trying to convince unpaid interns to go deep, deep into caves. It <laughs> <laughs> almost sounds dirty. <laughs> <laughs> like, should I bring Tungalos in here? Or? <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a couple Ketsu if we're feeling real kinky. I don't know. Yeah, you know they have the same neck. That's one of the things I noticed. Like I always thought that, that uh, Puka Puka was gonna be like a kazoo clone because they have that same neck. Uh, yeah, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. I was like, eh. and then his tongue is basically what kazoo does. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Thank you, Hunters, for listening today. You can catch us on SoundCloud or any past episodes on Google Drive download or YouTube.